0: Hey, will come in and meet man. Y'all to see me eat now. Here on the meat, man. Y'all to, me to see me eat man. I got jawed like a bear trap, a teeth like a razor. I made tag tongue with a sensitive taste. I was born out in Texas called the land of beef. Never catch a muscle greener, or show no hell like a meet of the meat man. Y'all to see me. Eat, You're listening to the Best Barbecue Show, and I'm your host, Yoni Levin. I realized something today. After almost 100 episodes of the show, I'm not sure you all know my story. My story on how this show came to be. I'm not sure you know how I got interested in barbecue to begin with, or why I've spent two years covering the Texas barbecue scene and all the interesting people in and around it. It all started when I was a young boy in upstate New York. Now I say upstate because I'm not talking about New York City. I'm talking about way upstate, as in almost Canada. I grew up in a small city called Rochester, New York, a city that is almost foreign to me now that I've been away for two decades. The only barbecue in Rochester, New York is a place called Dinosaur Barbecue. To this day, I still like their sauce. I have a bottle on my shelf, but that's all that's good about it. I'll probably go back the next time I'm up there just to see if they've stepped up their game, but I wasn't impressed back then. Back in the day, all I had was a Weber kettle, a Weber kettle and a dream. Someone gave me a copy of the Barbecue Bible, and my interest was piqued. Shout out to Steve Rachelin for putting probably the thickest barbecue book there is together. I've read lots of recipes, dog-eared pages, highlighted, took notes, and that's what started my barbecue journey. Uh, my favorite method back then was the steak method, and it was my foray into slow-smoked meat. I also spent some time on Amazing Ribs, which, if you've been following barbecue long enough, is one of the oldest sites on the internet all about barbecue and how to cook it. A lot of it's competition. There's also tons of reviews of all kinds of devices, but my favorite article is about how the smoke ring is a myth and how you can produce one without any smoke at all. Now, I say slow smoked, but I'm embarrassed to admit that I was doing everything wrong. I used cheap charcoal briquettes that didn't burn very well, I was smart enough not to use lighter fluid back then, but I did make some common mistakes. One of them was soaking little piles of wood chips. I soaked those wood chips for hours. I'd soak them overnight. I used different kinds, different sizes, and I just couldn't seem to figure out why I wasn't getting the results I wanted. The only thing I didn't try was just not soaking the dang wood chips. If hindsight is twenty-twenty, my hindsight is clouded with the thick white smoke that comes from wet wood. Luckily, that was merely the beginning of my barbecue journey. After college, I traveled the state working for nonprofits in politics and the environment. I helped create legislation that saved plastic, encouraged recycling, and brought a ton of awareness about homelessness to the state of New York. I also worked in kitchens, bars, served at restaurants, all between campaigns. I loved the work, but it wasn't the full time gig I had dreamed of. Then I caught what I thought back then was a huge opportunity. There was a field organizer position opening up for a huge new Greenpeace campaign. I would travel the world helping solve major issues on the national and international level. I went to conferences on the West Coast, on the East Coast, and even attended the Conference of the Party's United Nations Framework Convention on Climate Change. Now that is a long name. But long story short, after they sent me to Austin in 2008, I realized there was more politics than progressiveness and decided to stay in this amazing city I discovered almost completely by accident. Interestingly enough, they asked us where we wanted to go, and I just randomized the list of cities and happened to put Austin first. But luck would have it that when I moved to Austin, I landed in a small neighborhood just south of the river. A small neighborhood that just happened to have a little barbecue trailer in it. A barbecue trailer called La Barbecue. I had luckily found what was then one of the only quality barbecue joints in Austin. And I know what you're thinking, not Franklin, not Lockhart? Nope. My first barbecue in Texas was the barbecue, the place where John Lewis worked before he opened Lewis Barbecue, where Esau Ramos of 2M, Dylan Taylor, and Brendan Lamb of Smiley's Barbecue all worked. When I first showed up in 2012, they had just opened and I knew it was a rare find. It was rare to find a place with good barbecue that didn't have a line. I had heard of Franklin, but had yet to eat there. I was there early and often. Although, back then, early just meant a few minutes before the open. I would bug the guys in the pits and quickly made friends with Allie Clem, who was there every day serving up the good stuff to those of us who patiently waited. I was a regular. Some weeks I'd show up three days in a row. They had free beers on the weekends and even some old-timers playing country music on a very small hand-built stage. About a year later, something happened. I showed up at the usual time, but I wasn't the first one there. No big deal. I just got there a little earlier next time, but that didn't last for long. Soon I had to come 30 minutes earlier, then 45, then an hour. My number one spot was in constant jeopardy by all the people discovering this delicious place that I wanted to be my secret. Fast forward a few years and I got in my 118-gallon pit, started cooking my own briskets, made a list of places I wanted to go, and just kept on trying barbecue all over Texas. Then something amazing happened. In May of 2016, I saw a short documentary produced by Yeti about an 81-year-old pitmaster named Tootsie. She worked all week as a custodian and then woke up early on Saturdays to cook barbecue out in Lexington, Texas. The moment I saw that video, I knew I had to go. I rounded up a few friends, and we headed out there to try the best barbecue in Texas. If you haven't been to Snows before, it's an experience. The cool country air, the small-town roads, and the friendly people are just part of the experience. We didn't even bring chairs. We just got in line and waited for the slow-smoke goodness we had heard so much about. After that day, I was hooked. I couldn't get that meat out of my mind. A couple months later, we went again, and then I ended up going again and again. And before I knew it, I was waking up at 5 a.m. to be near or at the front of the line every Saturday to eat its nose. And after a while, they started to notice. They were like, weren't you here last weekend? And how many weeks in a row is that now? I became a regular in a small town where magic was happening. Clay Cowgill was actually the first one to start keeping track. We were fast friends, and soon I was spending half the time talking to him, while my lady, incredibly patiently, held my place in line. We talked about wood, meat, smoke, timing, feel. I started adjusting my home cooks to match some of the... Tips and tricks that uh clay had taught me almost a year later we showed up early as planned to see that the line was 10 times longer than it had ever been our early saturday ritual was about to take all afternoon i went and asked clay what's going on and he told me they had just gotten the number one spot on texas monthly top 50 for the second time till that point i hadn't even heard of the list but i was going to find out about it since all the people decided to get between me and my barbecue After that, I was talking to some friends about podcasts, how to create one, some of my sound and video history, and we decided to create a show about barbecue. I started calling all the people I knew who owned, operated, and cooked barbecue and asked them if they would be on my show. Well, now almost three years later, I'm so happy to share Texas Barbecue with you and all the amazing people who cook it, who own it, and who create The amazing barbecue scene in Texas and around the country. The barbecue family has been so generous to me, and I really can't wait for what's next in modern barbecue. The show I've created has really become something, so stay tuned. 2019 is going to be an interesting year. We're on YouTube, we have more friends than ever on Instagram. I'm so thankful to have y'all as listeners, and if it wasn't for you, there'd be no show. So I'll make a deal with you. If you keep listening, I'll keep talking, tasting, and trying to cook Texas barbecue, the best barbecue in the world. For now, go out there, enjoy this amazing barbecue scene, enjoy all the things that it has to offer. If you need some tips on where to go or what to cook, feel free to message me. If you think I need to cover some places or I've missed a few spots, send them to me, and of course I will add them to my list. It's an incredibly long list, and it might take me the next 10 years to go through it, but I will take it step by step. For now, this is your host, Yoni Levin, saying, Go eat some meat, and enjoy it with the people you love. Have a great week. Hey, call me the meat man you see me eat now you hey, man. see me eat now I got jaws like a bear trap, a teeth like a razor. I made tack tongue with a sensitive taster. I was born out in Texas called the land of beef. Never catch a muscle greener showing the hell the like a meat. I'm the meat man. You ought to see me eat man. Woo!